0: Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey. This week on the podcast, we have Sarah Harper, um, Sarah Harper Floral Design business name. So Sarah lives not too far from where I am based and uh, I came across her work I think right at the beginning of our podcast and Vic was also blown away by her beautiful floristry and we had to get her on. So it's taken us a little while, you know, pandemic, children with Covid, unwell dogs, all of that kind of stuff but we finally got her on and we are so glad to talk to her finally. Can you please tell us how your career started? What did you study
1: before flowers or was flowers the first thing you studied? So I remember doing flowers from when I was tiny. So my mum was a florist beforehand. So I remember being like three and like holding bridal bouquets for her, sat in the back of a van delivering them. And I said they had their own business in Sheffield um, and I used to help out from that. Um, my mum was poorly um, when I was probably like 14 or 15 um, and I helped run the business so I kind of like had always been around it and kind of got on with the hard graft because it's not all just playing with pretty flowers is it like let's face it it's not like that um, but I just loved it I just got the bug for it and just I used to love going to the market with my dad as a kid I used to sit on like the wheelbarrows and just I loved it Like I loved the whole like market buzz and everything so I then did a crazy arts degree at uni um and did a bit more fashion based in that and then kind of went down a little bit of a fashion route and just didn't like the I didn't like the cutthroat of it. Like it was just so there was no like personal elements to it. It was just profit, 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 get the designs out, go to that. And I just didn't, that just wasn't for me. Mm. So then um I just felt a bit flat. My husband um, At the time was a medical student and had a very like set career path and was like felt like every year he was progressing and doing really well. And I just felt a little bit in a lump with it. I was just like, I'm not going anywhere, nothing's really happening. So I thought, um, I'll enter a floristry competition. Never done any competitions in my life, never did any formal training. My mum's taught me everything that I know. So um And I said to Mo, it's um, a competition that would get me to Chelsea if I qualified through the regionals. So she was a bit like, OK, do you think you ought to like start a bit lower? Like we hadn't even been to Chelsea like as spectators. So she was just like, I'm not sure that's like the best aim. And um, I was like, oh no, OK, the regional heats are in Birmingham. So we went up to do the central regional heats, won the central region. So I got a place in Chelsea. And I was just like, oh my God. And we were the Young Florist of the Year award then. And we were there on the press like press days so at the beginning of the week um and then enter Chelsea got a medal at Chelsea and then decided that if there was ever a time to take the plunge and I'd always wanted to work for myself I just wasn't sure in what field and I didn't know whether floristry was something I really wanted to do. my mum and dad had a shop and I knew I didn't want a shop I wanted a bit more freedom and creativity to travel around a bit I remember the times when you know, and staff let you down and you have to be there and mm. I just didn't want and I couldn't afford it let's face it like running a shop's expensive um so I remember leaving Chelsea with a medal and being like right okay this is the calling to do something for yourself and then at the time it was I was under Sarah Harper Flowers and I now just do Sarah Harper Floral design's just a little bit different mm. but that's where I kind of kick-started
2: but let's talk just a little bit because obviously you've got you've got floristry running through your veins. Yeah, uh, you entered these competitions at Chelsea. Can we talk a little bit about the competitions and what you did for them?
1: Yeah, so um, we each year you get given um, like a theme. So I think our theme was um, a dress for like a, a ball gown or like a, a ball gown for some sort of I can't remember what the theme of the actual balls. Basically, I had to design a floral dress. Um so we did um we did uh, lots of orchids and it was just very different, but I didn't realise that in the um RHS manual there's lots of rules and white isn't classed as a colour, and I hadn't read the rule book beforehand, which was a bit stupid. So um I should have done it with more colour and I went for more white in kind of like classically elegant I guess which um but yeah that was that was a it was interesting but yeah we designed a floral dress effectively which was really cool like when do you get to design a floral dress like that's not were they
0: displayed in like the main marquee bit yeah yeah so we
1: were in the grand pavilion and they were on like you know on like fashion dummies so it was really cool it kind of linked into my what I'd done for degree and it was a perfect topic for me to have done it was yeah it was great
0: and I love that you'd never done any kind of formal floristry never really other than working for your in, in the shop never done competition work before and then just kind of yeah just got a medal at Chelsea well
1: yeah well yeah I mean it was it was unbelievable I yeah it was really good and it was kind of a real turning point for I felt fulfilled like I'd done something for myself like Alistair was already like you know knowing where he was going passing exams going on to the next step and I just felt a bit like I was just in limbo and wasn't really going anywhere. So if that wasn't like a big enough push to kind of take the next step, then, and I remember my dad said to me, um, he's like, you've got a year to make it work. He was like running your own business isn't easy. And, um, he helped fund. So he paid for my accommodation at the time I rent, and basically said to me, "It's a loan. That if you can't make it successful within a year, then you've got to, you know." And that's like the biggest motivation you're going to get. It was like, "Okay, this is it. I've got to, I've got to turn this around and make this work." And that was the drive that, and knew was always there. I just needed to be brave. And so at twenty, I think I was twenty-two or twenty-three. If I can't remember. Like thinking you know everything about business, and then you just really don't at all.
0: So, in fact, you know nothing about the No, exactly. Right. You think crazy. Yeah. So, where were you? Were you still up north at this time in Sheffield?
1: No, no. So, we were down in Oxford then. So, Alistair studied at Oxford Uni. And um, so, I moved down, I did my three years at uni, and then he still had another, I think his was a six year degree. So, he had another three years. So we were like oh we've done years apart like we'll decide so one of us has got to move so I moved down and I have horses and um, so my horses moved down with me I think he thought they were staying in Sheffield with my mum but like all three of us and some goldfish he wouldn't let me have any pets at home at the time and um, we've always had cats and dogs and animals at home so he said to me oh you can have a goldfish so I remember driving down from Sheffield with two goldfish in this like bag in the back of the car <laughs> he's like but you've got horses why do you need fish at home and I was like oh it's just and anyway so I'm tanging on about fish now but um... I
0: honestly I totally get it with the pets there's something about having pets isn't there that yeah yeah I, 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 I will get told off if I bring any more pets home it <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not going to so Yeah, I think you need them in your life and it kind of makes, especially if you're into animals, it kind of makes your home because you can't keep a a horse in your house, can you?
1: Exactly. No, and I tried that and that was just, you know, I used to ride them home and he'd be like, no, you can't do that. So um, I remember turning up on, when I was doing, I don't know, some A-levels or GCSEs and I would, I bought the, one of my ponies home and tied her up in the garden and my dad was like, what is going on here? Get it out. (laughs) So yeah, that didn't work.
0: (laughs) So going back to flowers, as much as I'm really happy to talk about animals all day. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, you, you, so you had this year to yeah. start a business and you were down in Oxfordshire.
1: <laughs> How did you go about starting? What was the, your first step? Yeah, so I think... I think when you first start I think we all just try and take on whatever work we can don't we to try and you know make a living and actually we went out with some friends this weekend um and he was one of my first I ended up doing their wedding but he was one of the first guys that bought flowers for his now wife at the time and I was like looking back you were like my first customer I remember being so excited at getting like I don't know a 40 pound bouquet order and I was like oh wow um but yeah I used to obviously at Oxford we're really lucky that we've got amazing um venues so wedding venues we've got loads of the colleges and they um do lots of like corporate dinners and things like that so I just tried to get my name out doing that I wanted to do like weddings and events I didn't want to do um like so much of the weekly stuff and things like that um so I went and did quite a few events I got in quite a few of the colleges which have been a great source of work all the way through and did like their you know dinners and functions and things like that um, and then from that they would know people that were getting married um, and then I just I don't know I just contacted people I think you have to be I think to run your own business you've got to have some some kind of like I don't know balls isn't the right description is it be, I mean, think it
2: is the right description you, you have, do have to, to be have a bit, bit of,
1: yeah you've got to kind of be want to put yourself up there and it's it's quite hard when you're you're basically pitching yourself right Mm -hmm. which is you know you can't say oh this you know me and the team because at the time it wasn't it was literally just me um and that was quite difficult you know you work by yourself you know I was working from home I think I worked off the kitchen table for like a few years and then you're trying to like well how do you make that sound professional and things like that but my work kind of spoke for itself and Mm -hmm. it was I think my style was because I've had no training it was probably different to what was already going out there and I've got quite a a loose style a quite a natural kind of gardeny gathered style um and I just made connections with people um the wholesalers was one of the first um places that I contacted and the guys at Flower Vision in London were the biggest support mechanism they were so good you know This like young northern lass just turned up had no idea about anything and they just took me under their wing and were just fantastic um so yeah so it's just kind of like building it up like that isn't it and just like meeting new people and word of mouth has been by far my best form of you know business involvement it's just you do one wedding you know you give a good service and then you just work escalates from there but it's it's hard isn't it it doesn't just turn up on your doorstep like okay I'm ready now come at me it just that doesn't happen does it so.
2: And how do your folks feel about you being a florist? I
1: think no, they well I think they see so my mum um I think mean, they're really proud of me for running it you know they know how hard it is to run a business for a start um and my mum's always been very grounded and she's always done the whole like don't run before you can walk thing so I think if it was probably left to me and my dad we probably could have gone on more of a tangent especially with the growing side like we'd have probably have taken over like a 28 farm by now which would have been <laughs> completely the wrong thing to do we'd have had no idea well as my mum's always been very much like you know keep it small keep a good service right. and I've had chances to grow bigger um and actually that's when I've been at my Worse, you know, I've been the most stressed, I've not enjoyed what I've done, and actually raining it back in, and it's just how you define success, isn't it? I mm-hmm. guess, and what you think you know what it makes you to be happy each day, but no, she loves it. She used to travel um up and down the motorway, she used to come on a Wednesday and used to leave on a Sunday every week throughout the wedding season, stay with us, go home, do that. And then I say the real turning point for the business, I guess, was when they moved down. So they came down in, I think, 2018. Um, And I'm just slowly taking over their house. I mean, Jess, you've seen it. So I've (laughs) kind of like just kind of taken over. So I was able to have, I was fortunate enough to be able to have a studio built, um, which was a huge game changer because it just felt like, I really felt like I'd made it at that point. It was like, I've got a space that's mine that I can, you know, leave stuff on the floor and it doesn't, I'm not getting told off that I've left the house a mess or it's too hot because I'm trying to get peonies to open or you can't have the heating on because, you know, I'm trying to hold something back. It was just a nice space I can work in. Um, So they, yeah, they've helped me like big, big style, you know, helping, biggest support. And and when, you, you know, when the chips are down, they've been really good at being like, we've been there, we know how that feels and you just have to, you know, pick yourself up and get on with it again. So, but yeah, they... I think I think my mum loves that I'm doing still doing the flowers and she likes um so she, she works for me now, which is quite nice. Um so she will, you know, she goes off and does and she says, I like it. She says I have none of the stress of, you know, what the bride's doing on this, how much do I need to order? She's like, I literally can come in and play with the pretty flowers. And I mean, she does way more than that. She is so much behind the scenes. She does all my like she'll clean all the vases for us she knows the stock count of what if I say this is what we're doing on x wedding and you know how many vases we need I'll get there and it'll all be ready tea lights will be packed candles will be prepped like yes. all the stuff that and I think having that one person that just knows you is just like I don't even have to say that you are know, setting up a table and she'll just she'll know I'm like oh that needs to move to that angle and whereas well, when I take other people I'm like I'm a bit of a control freak and then you have to kind of everyone just does it different don't they? well as I guess because we're mother and daughter it works we just know I've done it how she's done it and now she's doing it how I want it and it kind of works like that
0: it's also really nice that your studio is at their house because you know it's not like she has to go anywhere to do the tea in the evening or early in the morning whenever she wants to Yeah. yeah
1: last wedding season when it was just manic you know I would come home at like midnight or one o'clock and I'd go back at like three and she'd be there in her pajamas like you know finishing off and then it is it's just it just works but we can shut the door and their home is still Mm. home and works over there which was a big you know a big factor when you're working in you know in your kitchen or it's really hard to switch off isn't it and to define what's home life and what's work life so that was a big one for us definitely
2: and it's a really beautiful space that you work in as well
1: thank you i've seen some of the images
2: on instagram it's a lovely space filled with light
1: yeah it's so we um we're in a conservation area so it was quite you had to do certain bits of planning and luckily um a lady down the road has this beautiful barn and i was like oh can i come and look at your barn um and she had these beautiful like um oak kind of pitched um big windows and because she'd got it the planning were much more on board for it right. um, and because it's in my mum and dad's house they wanted um my mum wanted big bifold doors so she could look out onto the garden and like you know things like that you wouldn't have in a normal studio it's because you know they use it as well so when we're not in wedding season you know she takes a, a the book and reads in the long fire and it's just yeah that's yeah. great it's just a really it's extended to the house it's you know it's it's a really nice space
0: very lucky. <laughs> so your your parents have got involved a lot with your your business. They've got involved with your your mum with the floristry. Your dad is kind of your yeah head's grower isn't he well both yeah. of them are growing for you what does, I when I came cool. to you and you showed me what they were producing in your garden I was blown away it's amazing
1: oh thank you yeah I think he refers to himself as head gopher it's like go for this <laughs> go for that like do this do that. Um, but no the growing side was something that I've always wanted to do and you know Jess like it's it's so time consuming isn't it like it's not even you know so we made the decision there was just the same time you kind of got your field we were looking at the same and I just me and my dad were like yeah we found a field we're gonna do it this is how we're gonna do it and then my mum was like what about your like weddings and everything else that you're doing I was like oh no we'll just do both and she was just like you can't you can't you haven't got the time to put into the grain what that needs and a full season of weddings that just one will break and you don't want that to happen." So we reined it back and did it that we just grow on site. So we just have a few small cutting patches. Um, so we have enough for workshops for attendees to come around, for brides to come around and see what we've got growing. And I have enough for the kind of like finishing touches in my bouquets. And then I use local growers to supplement the big majority of the work that I do. Um, but yeah, the growing side was something that we've wanted to do for a long time. And it's it's just lovely isn't it there's nothing like waking up in the morning and wandering down in your slippers and filling buckets full of flowers that you've nurtured for months it's amazing
0: how many you can get from a small patch as well isn't it isn't
1: it yeah if you're I mean um I learned so much from my dad like he's you know he is the the guru on the growing side um and I'll come and say oh should we not do it like this and he'll say no it worked like this last year we're doing it again and they're very good at utilising the space. So I want to grow like way more of this variety and way more of that. And then, and then we're like, but we haven't got the space to put all that in. So it's just utilising each bed and you know turning stuff over and then when, and taking it out. I think I'm not good at being like it's finished. I now need to regrow something there. Um, but yeah, the growing side has been a new challenge, but one that's just so fulfilling. It's lovely, isn't it?
0: It's almost like it provides, for where you are, it provides the perfect setting for the workshops when people come and it yeah. and it then gives you those lovely stems that you, especially with the sweet peas and lovely dainty scabious and dahlia, you know, you don't, yeah. there's no, there's no miles on that. And if you need a few extra, you can just go and snip a few extra. I, I, yeah. I honestly think having a cut, if you are able to have a cutting garden along with wedding floristry, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it
1: it's lovely and it's just you know you just know which bits are going to work in certain bouquets you know I'll go at the beginning of the week and go oh I know you're going to be perfect and yeah. I'll be like talking to them like you know don't please don't open up yet you've got to hold them until Saturday or don't rain or don't do this so yeah it's just it's been another aspect of the business and everybody loves coming and picking their own flowers like to come to a workshop and to be able to wander around the patch and cut and then come in and have cake and you know make with the flowers that that's huge job satisfaction isn't it that's that's when you know you're doing what you love
0: <laughs> yeah and those workshops aren't, aren't necessarily for florists therefore people yeah. that want to learn how to arrange flowers from their own garden exactly. or flowers that they buy from the florist and yeah, yeah. That, that's a lovely workshop definitely so d- did I see that you have already got some flowers blooming this year yeah so well
1: we have (laughs) i'm now like raging war on rodents so i think it's my so we have a polytunnel and um i decided to put like some trial it was who tend to leave one side of the polytunnel for the ranunculus and they weren't quite ready to go in so we planted like some extra bulbs in there so i planted some paper whites which came through and they've been beautiful they've like kept coming and then I planted some really nice, like white parrot tulips. I'd got like lined up for my weddings that I was like, okay, they'll be undercover. They won't get rain damage. Went in there and the mice have <laughs> just like destroyed them all. all the bulbs are dug up. And I was just like, and yet the ones, you know, the thousands of ones that we've got out in the beds outside, they haven't touched. Why did they want my nice ones in my polytunnel? It's
0: nice and warm and dry in there
1: oh so nice that was and, dry and they
0: can they can dig them up and have a nice meal
1: yeah that was well I, my mom's got a cat and I was for locking the cat in the polytunnel. <laughs> <and she
0: wasn't laughs> <happy. laughs>
1: I was like can we not just put the cat in there but she was like no so that was annoying but yeah the, it's yeah it's nice to have something so early on in the season isn't it and the paper whites we've had them at home and you know given them to few people and they're lovely people are loving them um So it's just kind of like a taster of what's you know what's to come, isn't it? When the tulips and the daffodils kick off, and everything was so late last year, so we're hoping this year it's going to be earlier. I think we were all like, oh, why is it not grown yet? But yeah, I'm desperate.
0: I'm (laughs) desperate to get out there and get going.
2: So um, let's talk a little bit, about we- uh, little bit about weddings, your weddings that you do, because that is, would you say that's the main, that's the main kind of bulk of your work?
1: Yeah, so up What's until, like... up until we started the growing side, so we probably started the growing, well, we'd started the growing just at the year of the pandemic and we'd got everything like ready to go mm-hmm. and then bless my poor mum and dad, they were left with all these seedlings that we started and I was like, well, you know, we might as well just carry it. And it's when you couldn't get like compost, remember when like everyone oh. started gardening, didn't they? So mum and dad planted all that out. But up until then, that had been that weddings were the, the main side of the business. And now I would say we're going down the route of, of a mixture break. So I'm cutting down the number of weddings I'm doing. Last year, um, like everybody, you know, every florist honoured, you know, all their clients from the pandemic, didn't we? And like it was great after the pandemic year that was just awful. But there was no time for life, was there? It was just, you know, I missed out on family occasions, on friends, on people's weddings. Like, we, you know, I couldn't go as a guest to friends' weddings because we were already lined up. And it was a case of, yeah, it's lovely to have money from the earnings of the weddings. But actually, if the pandemic taught us anything, it was that, you know, time with loved ones is valuable, isn't it? And that's something that we can't get back. So um, I'm trying really hard this year to have a work-life balance so I've for the first time ever I've like got my diary out and we've blocked in holidays of when we can both be off work Um, which actually was a big game changer because it's so easy when an inquiry comes in isn't it to just go oh yeah I'll just pop that in the diary and then you look and you've got like two days maybe on like a Monday and a Thursday or something or like you know random days off but that doesn't work cuz when alistair's off work and then we never spend any time together so we were like okay that's going to change this year and actually it's been nicer because then it's um it's almost tailored what work i want to take on so um you can kind of pick which ones i really want to work on um and that's nice cuz then i felt like last year i was just Running, running, and running, and I didn't want to get to the point where I never was like, "Oh, not another wedding like that's not why I do it. like I genuinely love doing the weddings, mm. so I think doing less of them um means I can give more time to each client. they can have you know a better experience, which I think wedding planning is so stressful, right? like the flowers should be such an enjoyable part of that it doesn't need to be stressful, so yeah, so that's um that's where we're kind of at with that we're kind of going doing a bit more of the growing um, and then taking on less weddings and the workshops have taken off. So that's been really nice. It's kind of a, a diverse mixture and the workshops work because people like to come and see the, you know, the studio, the cutting patch, and there's no like colour scheme set so they can put what they want from growing perspective. That's easier. mean, Jess, you must find like, you know, you'll have loads of, I don't know, pink cosmos and you need white cosmos or something. And it's like, oh, so the workshops kind of fill in that gap really nicely, that kind of works as
0: a circle, I guess. Do you still um, do all like the university, colleges, uh, their banquets and things like that or you?
1: Yeah, so we do their like bigger events. And there was a few that we used to do like weekly flowers for um, that just got in touch. Um, And actually we then decided that that's, so I used to do those and I used to do demonstrations. um, And that was something that we've actually cut out altogether now. It just wasn't as feasible to do um so we do their like bigger events and it's just the colleges are like something else like you walk in and quite a lot of people still get married in the colleges um so yeah the chapels and the you know the dining rooms and stuff it's literally like i mean it's something else Say this is like uni for people it's
0: you oh, know yeah.
1: it's, it is amazing we have to pinch ourselves to walk around um
0: some of you them know, in oxford are like harry potter aren't yeah. they like the big tall oh yeah, yeah. The high ceilings and beautiful windows amazing
1: yeah um so yeah so we still do lots of weddings um in oxford but not and i do their like larger events at some of the colleges but not i'm not doing as much for those now you know? okay
0: and I bet you get lots of lovely um, barn venues and big house venues all around like Cotswolds, Oxfordshire, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're so lucky with where we're situated. It's um, it's beautiful, isn't it? You know, Oxford's yeah. got everything. And we are, because the studio is, you know, really north Oxfordshire, literally bordering onto the Cotswolds. Um, so, yeah, we get everything going, you know, further out mm. in the Cotswold direction. And that's just a real, tran- you know, that's a real mixture, isn't it, from you know a beautiful stone barn to you know a, a grand dining hall in the center of oxford or the, you know the bodleian libraries or something like that yes, you know, yeah different, different venues so yeah very spoiled that we get a a real mixture of venues really nice i would i
0: would say your location um it, it has really benefited you and your business because your flower choices your color choices are So beautiful and so amazing. You're not you are definitely marketing yourself as that luxury florist. You know, you you are gonna get people and you do get people that love flowers. It's not like have wedding need flowers, tick. Yeah, exactly. And that's something
1: that is something that was actually really important to me as well. Like I didn't want to just be, I don't really want to work with the clients that it's um like just it needs most. We have to have flowers because we just need them in our wedding because my you know mother-in-law wants them or whatever like I want someone that's you know genuinely excited as I am when I tell them what flowers are going to be in season and the different varieties that are in season um so yeah that was a that was a big important that's what I think one of the questions I ask on my inquiry form actually is something like you know what is it that you you know you love about the flowers or how you know how important is that to you um because we invest a lot of time in them don't we you know we we go a long way with the clients so yeah. And they all become like friends. I actually get a bit sad at the end of the season. And then I'm like, oh, all these clients are leaving now. <laughs> like, especially because of the pandemic, you got really like, you know, we had so many conversations back and forth. And then, you know, the next wave comes in for the next year. And yeah, it's, it's nice. They become more than just, you know, it's not just a conveyor belt. That's not something I do at all. Not at all.
2: Did you implement a minimum spend at all?
1: yeah so that's something um that I have done for this year um mm. and something actually I should have done years ago that's something that I kind of sat on the fence with a little bit um mainly because I felt a little bit of a hypocrite because of how we did our wedding so we had such a small wedding there was literally just the, like 10 of us and that included the dog as one of our guest members and we literally just I had just my bridal bouquet okay, and I'll just had a buttonhole and our two dads had buttonholes. Um, And actually there was something really magical about that. And we just had, um, we had a cake, which um, Fenn from Monani Cakes did. And we had, we were really lucky that we had um, Harley and Susie from Barker Evans did our wedding photography. So we had this like, we had really lovely suppliers, but still did it really small and really exclusive, which was lovely. So that's something that I wanted to still offer for other clients. So I now have a bespoke package and an intimate weddings package where if you want to still have you know just like the bridal flowers you leave it more up to me so it tends to be in the growing season when we've got british flowers and they can choose a color scheme and they can you know tell me their like real hates or dislikes but you are basically leaving it as a florist choice up to me to design you something and then we've got the bespoke package which i have now put a minimum spend on um mainly because flower prices and working with growers like prices went up right like that that is just fact and in order to be able to do the type of work that I want to do that meant that there had to be some give on that and when people are like well could you not just do it for this or could you not just do it for that and it's like no actually like if you want you come to me because you like my style of work and the way that I do my flowers so then if I only use four varieties of flowers you'd be like oh but well, that doesn't look like your usual work so the minimum spend was definitely a game changer but the intimate wedding package allowed for the people that just wanted and you still get the odd you know the odd client that will be like oh well we want the intimate wedding package but can you do chapel flowers and can you do table flowers and kind of like yes yeah, so and now you're falling into bespoke you know the spoke yeah. package so yeah but that's how we've done that that's how we've kind of got around that
0: I love that intimate wedding thing. I suppose people can pretty much order that with a simple phone call, or even order yeah. it online, can't they? Exactly. Like, yeah. Hey, well, that's done exactly up on this morning, and it's all there yeah. for them. Definitely. So we're talking about your beautiful, beautiful flowers. And so when I first um, showed Vic your your Instagram and said we need to get Sarah on. <laughs> her response was, oh my God, how did I not know about her? Like your work, your colours, everything is so, so beautiful. It's so romantic. It's kind of like, it's really kind of classic, but not old-fashioned in any way. Like it's not going to date. No one's going to look back at their wedding flowers in 10 years' time and go, oh yeah, I had the trendy pampas grass or the trendy dip. <laughs> it, it It's just beautiful you know seasonal flowers and and your colors and your designs are gorgeous and you've really kind of um, carried that through into your website and into your social media so when you you started and you were were planning all these things did you have this vision in your head of kind of your your palette your you know your
1: image yes I mean that's really kind of you to say all that by the way thank you that's beautiful Sarah honestly you you truly are in the right career (laughs) Oh, bless you. That's really kind. Um, Yes, when I first started, I I knew kind of what I wanted, but couldn't afford it. You know, I knew what beautiful website I would have loved to have had and how I wanted to showcase myself. And it came down to budget and I didn't have the funds to be able to create the kind of style I wanted. And I guess the only thing that I possibly would of maybe have done differently is maybe the name um so I Harper is my mum's maiden name um because I knew I didn't want to use my own name but that's just something that I don't know sometimes I love names that have got you know like a flower in them or just are a bit more creative so that's something that I, I kind of felt I rushed into but in terms of like building a website and stuff like that um I, I can't remember when it was now probably three years ago I Um, contacted Becky Lord um, and she designed my now website who is honestly like a website guru like she designs you things that you didn't even realize you needed or you wanted Um, but she really made you like delve into what you want your business you know how you want your business to feel to other people what how you want it to be where you want it to go and she you know she did it that it isn't dating which I guess is what Mm -hmm. you just said with the flowers like it's kind of a timeless kind of it is very pink um but and we went with that you know we had the conversation over the whole pink thing is a bit you know you can you know go weddingy and pink um but pink is I'm very much a pink person um and she said it it feels right for you like and we went with a peony because um again it's one of my favorite flowers and it worked with the whole kind of Classic, timeless, um, seasonal kind of vibe that we went for. And then with the growing side, we've just been able to develop onto it. So we've now got like um, a daily icon, a Cosmos icon, a Sweepy icon that we've kind of been able to adapt and grow into. But I look at the website now and I still am like, I still am really happy with it. Well, as before, I used to look at it and go, oh God, I want to change. It, it didn't, the website that I left behind wasn't reflecting the style of work I was doing and where I was at well as now I feel like if you go onto my website because I'm I'm awful at social media like I I have a real I don't like social media um and I only have it because of the business um and I I don't know I just I struggle with it I don't like how it feels um because there's lots of lovely elements to it and you can make great connections and you know like what you guys are doing is you know it's lovely and everyone can. But there's still like an element of like competition and negativity towards it and that kind of feeling I don't like how it makes people feel um you know and I've been one of those people that sat there and thought you know I'm not doing any work today how are they doing you know all of that and so that's an element of it I don't like but I wish I was better at showing like I look through my phone or people look through my phone and I'm showing photos and they're like why are you not showing this and I'm like I don't I don't know like I should probably do more of that um but yes I think my but my website I try and steer people onto the website because I feel that kind of gives a you know a better description I guess of the style of work that we do
2: well I think your website and your and your grid your social media work beautifully together and I know you said you were a bit. You said you're a bit rubbish at social media, but when I, I mean, Jess said before when when she steered me in your direction, I was like, "Who is this? How do I not know about this person?" Because your work's beautiful. Um, it, it might just be a case that you're not glued to your screen and having to post all the time. And that's why you think you're a bit rubbish. But it is stunning, and all the work you put on is stunning, and it feels really like your website. Um, yeah, really elegant, think- really timeless. You know.
1: Yeah, I think, and again, I think that's something that Becky kind of um, distilled in, you know, you work so hard to create beautiful content. Ultimately, Mm. the content that you put out is the content that you want people to know you for, isn't it? And I only try and, I mean, I only post the work of work that I do. Um, So it's not like I'm not holding back work and stuff that I'm not showing because I'd be like, oh God, that's not, I I now don't take on that kind of work, Um, which felt really uncomfortable at first. I felt like, well, no, I should be doing that. And then the kind of approach I took to it was that there will be another florist out there that enjoys doing that style of work and actually will give you a better experience than me going, should we not steer in this direction? Do you really want to use that? Is that really what you want? When actually that's what the bride wants or the groom or whoever yeah. wants. And it's like, it's their wedding. Like, so therefore there's enough florists and so many talented florists that you should just be able to have your perfect fit shouldn't you and I shouldn't be changing what I'm necessarily doing to make that work for them and they shouldn't be having to change what they want just to be able to work with me it has to be a you know the right balance doesn't it
2: exactly yeah and what's your vetting process without that sounding too cold
1: (laughs) so um so my clients will get in touch um via email so I don't tend to if someone dms me I say can you come via the website because otherwise I just find that I'm constantly lost on not knowing who's inquired where and then um, I check if I've got the date available and if I have got the date available then um, I send them like a bigger inquiry form that goes through that I just find out a bit more about their wedding and if they come to me and say something that I know just isn't going to work for me then I'd be really honest at that and say. I think that you'd find a better fit somewhere else. Um, and if I know someone who's fit that is gonna work, then I would try and recommend them on. Um, and likewise, if my date's busy, um, I have a few really lovely florists that are locally to here that you know we get on really well with and we pass work back and forth to them. And it's, it feels really community over competition with that, which is really nice. Um, and then once they've done that at the minute, it's zoom calls. Um, but generally people used to then come to the studio so I can have a real delve into everything. They can tell me everything they want with their wedding. We've already discussed a budget before this point. So if it's now, you know, not up to my minimum, then, um, I've advised the minute, the intimate is there if they need that. Um, and then we go through all the details and then I put together like quite a detailed proposal. So you have lots of lovely images of previous work that I've done. Um, I talk through what flowers are going to be in season. Um, it's really nice if they are inquired a year in advance and they can come to the cutting patch the year before so they can see the flowers. And Because I think we can sometimes get quite annoyed with clients. So why do they not understand this cost or why do they not understand what this is? But they've never done this before. They don't know what all these flowers are, what works together. Or they'll come with it like, I don't like dahlias. And I'm like, how can you not like dahlias? And then you show them like new varieties of dahlias and they're like, oh my God, I love dahlias. Like I thought it was just, you know, what you might get in the supermarket or what, you know, your nan might have had that was, you know, felt really dated. So they then come and do that and then they get their proposal um, and then a deposit a deposit's already been paid and then we delve into it deeper and then I have a online hive which is like um an online portal where I keep everything like updated for them and then we work through the process and do a site visit um so I they get quite a lot they get a real experience with us from you know it's not just a you've booked me here go we'll chat in another year and that's that um they get a welcome pack that's sent out and things like that
2: so the online hive is that some sort of crm sort of software that you use that they can kind of log into as well
1: yeah so um and again we're, we're constantly changing that because it's not quite how I want it to be um, but basically it's like it's a site where they can go on where they can keep their proposals are updated and they can see new changes they can see flower varieties in more detail that's in season and um, any color palette changes we kind of make on there And then I wanted it to be, like, even more visual. I wanted it to be, like, a colour wheel that they can pick out shades and things like that from. Um, But, like, what I – poor Becky. I ring Becky and I'm like, okay, I want it to be like this, this, and this. And she's like, okay, like, so – and she's like, I'm not sure that's feasible in all – you know, (laughs) like, what I have in my mind to actually get it to work on a technology screen for everybody to be able to log in and do it doesn't always work. Um, But I go to her with some real – Draft ideas so um sorry Becky about all that um, <laughs> but yeah so then and then there's you know there's like we have like a nitty-gritty bit which is where you know they have to sign contracts and you know higher forms and things like that so it keeps everything in one place mm. which was easier than back and forth emails and they have like um a progress tracker so they can see where they are in the process so they feel like they're moving forward um and then I book in So this year I've done it that I've booked in like set open days for the studio so that they can all come, you know, try and do everyone more on one day. Because I found like I was just doing like odd consultation here, odd consultation there, and then it didn't fit around with anything else. So I've tried to do it that they can all be done in one day and kept up to date and things like that. Amazing.
0: That's amazing. Uh, Vic, I'm I very going right. I'm definitely needing that. Well, and I've
1: been
2: doing in my CRM software, like Dubsado and things like that, because I haven't got anything in place at the minute. And yeah. so it's, although it's organized, yeah. it's a little bit all over the place. Like it's all over the place on my end, but not to my clients. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
2: so it would, it's, I think it's really helpful that you've got that all there so that they can,
1: you know, yeah, I know that. I mean, it's it's user-friendly um on both ends because I'm useless at technology and um Becky like is very good like she said you know she's like you have to copy and paste and she's like Sarah I'm assuming you know how to do it (laughs) there's like little online videos for you and like tutorials and stuff so she makes it she breaks it down really well so paying for her services on that was like you know it's been fundamental to the business to have someone that gets it and she she gets that aesthetically that's the most important bit for me so mm-hmm. I'm not you know I don't I don't understand how it all works behind things as long as it looks pretty that's you know I want it to be very visual I think the more they can see what the flowers are and see what you know what colours we can go into inspections and, and stuff that so I've still got lots of work to do. that's ever evolving um but yeah it's been a helpful helpful tool and hopefully if something god forbid ever happened or there was an accident or something someone could also log in and know what we're doing for each wedding because it did occur to me that before it was just kind of you know notes would be on like word documents or scraps of paper and yes i know what all that is but if somebody else had or even just knowing who to contact when and you know they have all their contact details on so yeah that was a it was a yeah a good game game changer
0: that's amazing especially as you say you're not very good at you know technology to have something like that set up that um that you can kind of get it all in one place and it's all there for you and your client is absolutely amazing
2: I and also want... it looks gorgeous as well Jess and that's one of the a big thing about the branding you want everything to
1: yeah exactly. everything to
2: merge together and not look out of place you don't want someone to go into a portal that's black and white and full yeah. of grids exactly. like that.
1: Yeah, it was, and the visual element was so important like mm-hmm. I just I think I know when I'm looking at stuff from a design perspective I want to see it visually there to understand what's going on and to you know so I think the flowers are a visual you know the decoration to the wedding aren't they so mm-hmm. um yeah they feel like they've got some and they can revert back to it and they can tick things off so they know it's done um and it just stops all the kind of like email threads of back and forth mm-hmm. and of images shared so I think I think it might be Dropbox, but I'm not sure. I don't know how it all works, but you know they can upload images, so it's all uploaded so that we can, you know, see how. And it doesn't work for every client. Like some people still, you know, would prefer to pick up the phone and chat, which is fine. Um, and I'm I haven't updated it for any of my clients for this year because I'm just wanting to work on how I can how I can update it to make it. The more you use it, the more you realize how I can make that better and how that could be. It's a lot of work at the beginning, from for our point of view. So you have to upload proposals, you have to change colour palettes, you have to do all that, which you kind of think is that worth it. But then when you come to the, um, you know, the time of ordering the flowers, you can very easily log on and go, oh, okay, they like this, 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 and then it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
0: On the other end of the scale, I'm really I'm the emails back and forward, and I don't do very many weddings, but there are a few local people that want British flowers. You know, that I can literally yeah, yeah. walk. I spilt coffee all over my yeah. laptop, and half my files were on the cloud, and half of them disappeared. So I've had to email these brides and their mums and ask them, "Can you email <laughs> back your quote?" <laughs> <'Cause
2: laughs> Once been twice shy. Though
0: you've learned, you'll learn from that.
1: You have, like, oh. and as you've said that, literally on my screen now, it's just popped up saying "no backup for 422 days," which just makes my heart just go. Oh how God. have i not backed my computer up like if there's no yeah. disc available or something backup disc is not available i was like oh I need to get
2: Alistair onto that straight away. <laughs> exactly. Honestly since that happened with you Jess I've um, backed up all of my all, all of the important download stuff I've put all into the cloud all of my galleries everything and I've put them into their own little galleries because everything was everywhere and then yeah. we just dropped the coffee on and she was like I've literally got about 11 files that yeah. I have in the world.
0: Honestly every, like- everybody take note from that just back everything up I yeah. realized that ed- anything that was saved to my desktop had yeah. gone anything that was saved to downloads which was very little because I like to have everything on the desktop so yeah, yeah me of. too me
1: too
0: gone. <laughs> just gone 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 so yeah so oh. back it all up everybody
1: yeah we need to do that I know you look at my desktop and it's just I mean, it's carnage. I had to take my computer in for something. To again, we have another local guy who's fantastic, and I took it in. I was like, "Oh, this is broken," and he just looks at it, and you could tell he was like hyperventilating inside. Like, where are your files? Where is everything? I'm like, "Oh, but I know that image is there, and I know like I like it all." And then um, when my, because I have a laptop that I take to the studio to and from, and then I have a desktop upstairs. And the desktop obviously has a bigger screen, so I if I fill the screen down here, I have to go and work upstairs because I can see it all on the bigger <laughs> screen. And I was like, okay, really need to get some organisation here.
0: <laughs> I love it. We all get there in the end. Everybody's got different methods of doing it. Um, I keep on thinking as well how what a brilliant. Um, thing you know you saying that you don't like social media and you don't really go into it there's so much pressure and I think everybody is feeling this thing that oh we need to master Instagram we need to be able to do this we need to be able to do that but actually you've proved that a bit of groundwork at the beginning so you know um, with with meeting people at venues and going there and showing what you can do and then a bit of word of mouth and you know and then showing everybody knows who you are that can work equally as well especially if you don't want to you know, you're, you're happy with your level of business You know, you've got your workshop. You don't want another one. This is where you are. Yeah, isn't it? Exactly.
1: And, and that's the thing. Like it was a, I can't remember who I was chatting to. Um, and I was saying something and I was like, Oh, but you know, I need to like up my level of followers. I need to do this. And she was just like, but why? Like you're getting all the work and the revenue that you need. Right. She was like, why would you, you know, why, would, unless you want that, like, why would you, I think there was big pressure, wasn't there? To feel like, you were creditable if you had, you know, like I don't know, over ten thousand followers or whatever. Um, and actually, like none of my none of my clients care. Like they actually don't care. They like to see a pretty picture and go, "Oh, we really like that picture you posted." So I think they like to see content, mm. but they're not looking at how many followers I have to. And you know, that, it, the people that've got the bigger followers, I'm sure, you know, it, it's creditable. There's no doubt about it. Is that like mm. that is creditable? Um, but from where I am and what I'm wanting from my business, then it it doesn't actually make any difference to me. So um, I've kind of it's a mindset that I've kind of had to go, it doesn't matter. Like, you're just going to drive yourself mad about it all day. Otherwise, or if somebody unfollows and you're like, oh, who was that? Like, who was that? Yeah.
2: Who was that? <laughs> I'm searching through.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, oh, do you know what? Who cares?
2: No. I think it just gets <laughs> the point with social media where you just have to go, do you know what? It is what it is
1: yeah
2: um, and you just post and especially with the engagement and stuff at the minute I really I really love Instagram I really love Instagram um but the engagement my engagement levels have gone down so much since um Instagram have put in this new kind of thing that they want to be a bit more like TikTok and I'm a 41 year old woman um, <laughs> I'm not going to be dancing around stuff. I'd have
1: tuned in for that oh,
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm let me think. maybe maybe um but it's just not I mean I, I can do a few I've done a few reels and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. still images is, is what I do but and also
1: that's the thing isn't it like it, I feel like it constantly changes yeah. you then have to keep up like the whole reels the whole video the whole like I you know I quite like photography I did part of photography as part of my degree within the fashion side and I like taking pictures of the flowers that I do but I'm not going to simply make it into a funny quirky video because that's not that that for me isn't my brand and what I do like that would just seem like I was doing that purely for you know for the likes know. yeah and it's like actually yeah. no that's not like I remember I planted something and did something and then I was like oh maybe I could do a video over this and I was like but actually I'm enjoying myself like I've I'm, I'm switching off enjoying yeah. planting doing something I don't need to document everything that I do but then but then the flip side of that is, you say that to someone, and they're like, "Oh, we would have really liked to have seen what you were doing." And then I was like, "Oh gosh, uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> what do you um, what do you shoot on then? What camera, or do you?" Um,
1: so I have um, just a, ca- I, I don't even know what it is. It's a Canon. Um, mm-hmm. It's I think I have like a set lens on it. Um, I've had it literally for about 15 years. Um, The lens is probably very scratched and everything like that. But it's just very easy. So I have it on like manual settings. That And again, I can't remember who it was that told me. It was somebody that I went on a workshop with years and years ago. It might even be someone like Jen Pinder or someone said to me like... And oh, time,
2: Jen Pinder. I love Jen and Pinder. i Jen Pinder.
1: And I didn't... At the time, she had a beautiful studio and she said to me, she was like, you know, um, have a space in the studio that you can take pictures of, that you know your lighting, you know everything. And I never had that at home because it, there was life around at home and I couldn't do that. Whereas well, now I have like one wall that I know the light. even when the light, if it's dull and, you know, raining or whatever, I know my lighting is still good against that wall. Um, so I tend to try and take in the same, and I do it more for to back up and have a document of work that I can show next clients rather than just for that. But um yeah, that's I just use a normal camera. And actually, to be fair, the iPhones now are like the cameras on them are so good, aren't they? But
2: you know, I'm I'm just thinking about upgrading to the newest one. But yeah. I just don't know if mine's had its day yet. I feel like I've had mine just literally for a flash.
1: The new cameras are they are pretty good. I can't remember which ones we've got, um, but they are they're pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got the eleven, which it's it's fine. But I just, I'm thinking, should I go for thirteen? Do I really need to spend any
0: more money? <laughs> no,
2: I've already spent a hundred pound a month on a phone. Really? Yes, yeah, ridiculous. <gasps> it's horrible. It's
0: better off to just buy the phone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But then I just give it. I just I just had it over to my other half. See, when I'm done with it.
1: But the ca- there is definitely a difference, though, between the iPhone pictures and the camera pictures. There oh, is still, 100%, no of course, yeah. So um, I, take my, I have my phone with me, you know, just for having a yeah. phone with me, but I always take my camera with me because you do just get – the aperture and everything is just yeah. so much better.
2: I've got a nice camera, but I I've, I've, I've just can't work it. I just can't I, work it.
1: Out. I can't remember who I had. Some Somebody – Somebody showed me something about it. I can't remember who it was at the time. And that was, like, invaluable. Like, if you chat to a photographer or, like, mm. ask them just for, you know, you're literally just wanting to take better than bog-standard photos, mm. but just of your work. So it's just, I think it's understanding the light, isn't it? You When you go to yeah. a venue it's really dark and you're like, I can do it in the studio, but if I get somewhere else, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how to change it to this setting. So that's a bit harder.
0: Photography is a massive... Oh huge. I, I, and I feel like I've built up in my head so it's like this brick wall now. It's really difficult. And I and I've got this camera and I don't really know where to go with it. Maybe we need to get um get someone to come and teach a floristry photography day. Yeah, of course.
1: Desktop. That's a, yeah. Yeah. And you've patch got and your at your um patch Jess that you could get some beautiful, your lighting there must be like amazing.
0: It is absolutely beautiful. It's really lovely, but then have you it's also I don't know the settings and everything to put it on. And I try sometimes and then, um, uh, you know, I'm still trying to work within school hours. And so like the the photography, I take my camera and I take it back to and fro workshop for about 10 days in a row. And I'm like, I haven't got a single bloody photo. (laughs) It's always like right down on the list. I think it needs to be something that I go, right. This hour is the best light. Stop what you're doing. Take yeah. some yeah. Me yeah. and giving giving me a few few pointers but again it's just um I feel like if you are surrounded by all these beautiful flowers and beautiful scenery you, you know you owe it to be Definitely able to, kind to of show job. it really nicely and then creating a beautiful website to show it off if everything's kind of got that same hue and the same lighting and the same style to it as your website proves it works so much better
1: yeah it's I had some photos done um by Katie Spicer, um and she came to the studio and just she again, she was super it's all these people that like so yes, I have a beautiful website, but I couldn't have done it without all these wonderful, mainly women that I've worked with that have just so like Jen um from Jack Door's editorial did my copyright, and there's all these people that just make it you know the t- when I first started, I couldn't afford to do those sorts of things, and no. I was like, okay if I'm gonna do the plunge of a rebrand now, it's going to all fit together. And yeah, having somebody that gets that and gets all the aesthetics and how it all needs to blend and work together. The photos, I had them done um, literally years ago, um, but they still work, you know, they still work now. So I'm not as thin as I was, but they still work now. <laughs> oh, so. really?
0: God knows that a whole lockdown to get through. No one's ever going to be thin yeah. ever again. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth investing in, in yeah. other people to help yeah. build where you okay. want to go.
2: We spoke to Joanne Truby actually. She got a um, a copywriter to work on her website. She she controls her own website. She designed yeah. it herself and and it's gorgeous. Um, she said it was really important that she had someone to write her copy.
1: Yeah. Um, I've
2: heard really good um things about your copywriter actually. Really great. Yeah, things.
1: she she's lovely. And it wasn't something that I'd again. I think it was Becky that had um sort of said to me, you know why don't you make your life easier and if you can afford to use a copywriter do that and I was just like oh no we can because all my stuff before like I've kind of written in a kind of my waffly chatty and then Alistair would reread it and would kind of put his kind of like educational head on it and kind of like (laughs) try and make it sound smart and then it just we kind of felt like we're biting the bullet here like let's try and you know go all the way with it and she's like a goddess with words like mm. you know you and but also it's really good for for you because you learn so much more you have to delve into what you like your values are what you actually think of you know how you want to portray yourself what your ideal client is and sometimes we shy away from those things because it's easy too isn't it we kind of just go well we'll just attract the right client mm. and I remember um I'd given Jen like what I thought I wanted and I'd like said to her this is how I wanted to do and it came back and it was way too kind of like earthy, kind of hipster, kind of. And I was like, whoa, 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 this is not what I wanted. And then I read back what I told her and I told her what she and I was like, no, that isn't how I want it. And then we had a chat we went through it all and then she absolutely nailed it. The second time around, as soon as we chatted and she kind of listened to what I and where I wanted the business to go. Yeah, it was game changer, definitely. So I'm it's Jack Dawes editorial, I think. Jack yeah, editorial.
2: Jack Jack Dawes editorial. Yeah. yeah. So She's I was, I got um. So last night I was due to go into a consultation. Yeah. I got a, I got a cotton the end of a cotton bud stuck in my ear, and I had to go to the <laughs> um. <laughs> I had to go to
0: the walk-in centre.
2: I had to go to the walk-in centre. Um, and I took my um paper tablet because I'm trying to update my, the copy on my website. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm there, and I'm there for like three and a half hours, oh, and I've gosh. literally got got my paper tablet there, and I'm going, this is just not working. And I just thought to myself, I and mean, it's so weird that you've spoken about a copy. I was like, I need someone to do this to me because the way I write. It's just too airy-fairy and fluffy yeah. and it doesn't really do the job. Well, it, and also you have move. like
1: such a small window for when people come onto your website. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what the timing is, but it's such a small thing that people go, okay, I'm engaged enough to want to read and want to do, you know, take listeners this further. So I can't remember, she wrote she wrote something on my homepage and I was just like, I would stay and like read on with this. Like, well, as if I'd read it, it'd have just been just a waffly kind of, you've got to get to the point but do it in a way that reflects where you are and what your brand ethics is so I would definitely invest if you can if you can afford to It's a you have to invest into that don't you like that's not something that comes about straight away if you if you work with the right designer I mean if you're you know you're technically able to do it yourself people make you don't have to spend a fortune on a website at all um but if you work with a really good designer who gets it, your website should last you. Like, you know, the investment is worth it for the amount of work that you get through. And even now, like I have conversations with Becky and I'm like, people still tell me, like like you guys are saying, you you know, you've liked what you're seeing on my website. We haven't really done anything and our list is to update it this year. And um, I've not had to put any maintenance into that. And it's because we put it all in the beginning and it, it you know, it works all the way through. But yeah, it's... um. It's definitely something that I think people, I think it's your way of showing off what you do, isn't it? Like, you know, if you go to a website and have a nosy round and go, oh, I like this. This is what or this really doesn't work for me, which is great for me, because then that rules out them sending an inquiry form for something that isn't going to work. and It's a time thing, isn't it? So, Yeah. um, yeah, definitely. Becky Lord is amazing if anybody wants
0: to do <laughs> website well, we've uh, I've, I've honestly noted it all down I'm sure Vic will put all of their details in the yeah um, I put, the put that all details.
2: into these show notes that so yeah. people can find
0: them. Mm-hmm. so you're very happy with with business at the moment have you got any plans or are you really happy to kind of let it now you've got it to this level let it just continue
1: yeah I think so I had a bit of a like last summer I was like oh you know do I want to do I want to go big? Do I want to, you know, do that? And then I worked as hard as I worked last summer. And I was like, this isn't sustainable for me to work Mm -hmm. at this. I think like in one week, we'd done like seven weddings in seven days. And it was just, it was just too much. And then I was like, do I want to take a step back from some of the flowers and employ people to come and you know work and make and do the flowers and I do the design elements and the consultations and that and I was like but actually which part of it of the business is it that I really love and it's making the flowers and you know designing all the recipes and deciding what to buy and the excitement of you know going to the local growers and going around the fields and seeing what's in and and I was like actually that's what I really want to do I don't want to get to the point where it's I'm having to rely on other people for my business to run Mm. so yeah we're at the point now where and unfortunately I've grafted really hard for I don't know we started in 2014 so it's taken up until now to really be in the stage where I can pick and choose what work I can kind of take on um but yeah I'm happy with that I'm happy with I like I'd love to know more and learn more about the growing side um I have no aspirations to grow a big field like after seeing the work that goes into it. but I would just like to I'd like to understand more about it that's something that fascinates me and the kind of the elements of stress with that as well like if I went into the growing and did more growing the weddings would have to would have to go because there isn't the time to do both on the scale and you must know like you must have new stresses now Jess because you've got Floris saying I want this colours I want, this much of this I want. And it's having it ready at the right time, isn't it? It
0: is. I've just, um, just trying to type up a a mail out. Um, I'm going to have to get a much more professional, but just, I want to know um, from the florists who have been using me, um, if they, you know, the dates that they're potentially wanting British flowers. So I'll have their wedding dates, their rough colour scheme. And if they, and if they know, quantities you know even if it's like a monetary value of how much they'd want just just roughly for now so that I can get a sheet with a calendar and go right I need to provide these colors on this date these colors because I have sown you know some annuals already and I have got my biannual biennials and I've got lots of perennials in but you know I can still sow and grow an awful lot of seeds you know it's kind of
1: yeah, yeah,
0: end of February, March when most of the things get sown. So, if I and know what exciting, they're doing, though, isn't it that you can yeah. then
1: like you know that's yeah, that excitement of going and like I obsessively watch seeds, I'm like, oh, Have you grown yet? Has anything happened? And I was like, No, yeah. we only planted them yesterday, like nothing will have happened, they're not germinated yet. I'm like, oh,
0: Why are they I? Oh, I'm desperate for it to get a bit warmer in the polytunnel so, yeah, yeah. so that things will germinate, you know, the things that I sowed last year and again this is where you compare yourself to other people I sowed my seeds at exactly the same time as some people it's obviously very different um where you're where you you are in the country and where your polyton is but you know some people have got big plants like this yeah. and mine is still and I'm having to go back through the photos from last year and go no no
1: I was here last time. year this is yeah. exactly where I was and I think that's the thing isn't it like and I think that's social media that plays a big part in that in whatever form it is you know it's that it's just that constant comparing yourself to somebody else. And that's what I don't like about you. Like, you know, I'm, I think if you can be happy doing what you're doing, you, you yourself bring something unique that nobody else can bring to whatever field it is that you're working in. And it's just that believing in yourself, isn't it? And that, do you know what? Like if I'm happy doing that, then I'm, and I genuinely go on social media and I'm happy when I see other people doing other things. So, um, one of my flower friends is Charlie from the flower fairies yes. oh, and when yeah when he got to 25,000 followers I was like yes go on Charlie go and I was genuinely made up for her and I was like I don't want but I'm sure other people look at it and maybe go oh well why have I not got that or why have?" and so I think it's just that I don't ever want to lose that. Genu- I'm not a jealous person. I'm always genuinely happy when someone gets success. I'm like, you know what? I'm so like good on you for doing. It. I know how hard it is to get to one of those, you know, milestones, and I don't ever want to feel, you know, jealousy towards somebody. I think that's, um, you know, that's really important, isn't it? So,
0: I would love you to have that many that many followers purely because. <laughs> I think your work. I would hide under
1: a stone if I oh, had.
0: <laughs> and I don't think that if you had twenty five thousand followers, it's necessarily going to bring you any more work because you are um, based where you are, and you know, you you could. There's only so much you can do, but there's just something, isn't there, about being appreciated from afar. And I yeah. think you know, for my business, I don't need twenty five thousand followers. I mean, that would. I just need a few good florists who are going to buy from yeah, me regularly and then exactly. i need my farmers markets and things but then on the flip side for the podcast gosh if we had 10 15 20 000 followers that's great for the podcast like yeah. so you have to be aware of what what's what your business is and what you want to achieve by it how much it actually matters i mean it only really matters if ever your work dried up and you were trying to attract yeah. new business doesn't exactly. it that's the
1: thing. i think and i think it's i think it's really hard as well for people that are are just starting out, you know, there's that kind of like daunting feeling, isn't there? Of like, you know, so many people are, are you know, posting about imposter syndrome, aren't they? And that kind of, I, yeah, I just, I feel sorry for, but like, and I hope that everybody in our industry would be kind towards other people. Like, you know, I have lots of florists contact me that, you know, are maybe just wanting to ask about, you know, how do I do this? or how's that and I always try and give advice or you know say how I do things which isn't the the right way of doing things like everyone does it uniquely and different but I just would I know that you know when I started a few people would have shot me down and actually there's just no need for that there's so much work out there for everybody and everybody brings something different and actually a bit of competition is healthy like that's you know that keeps you on your toes doesn't it and keeps you driven to want to do what you want to do um but I just hope that people are you know for new people that are starting out yes it's hard work and we've all worked really hard to get to to where we are but you know keep going like you know there's always enough work out there and there's always enough new opportunities and it'll come when you least expect it you know there'll be some break that you just don't think about that's you know like last year it was like I can't remember what it was it was some flower that we didn't think was going to germinate germinated and I was like I've won this year like this is like yes I've done this so I think, yeah, I think just don't get too head up on small things and just kind of, you know, just keep keep going. You know, just keep working at it, don't you? You do,
0: you do. Oh, that's such good advice. I think you are definitely a shining example of of how a business should work. You seem to, you know, I'm sure you have your down days, but it all seems to work nicely for you. With, with- oh,
1: definitely. Like don't get me wrong, like that's not, you know, there's no sugar cane. when you're there at like. And at five in the morning scrubbing a bucket with bleach in it. Like that's, (laughs) that's not so glamorous, is it? But I think, you know, I'm I genuinely think that I'm really lucky to be able to do what I do. Like I know so many friends that earn so much more money than I do, but hate their lifestyle and hate their job and hate going into the office. And when I look out and I think, you know, I can go and do the horses in the morning and I can walk the dog and it's the little simple things in life. Genuinely walking into the cutting patch and picking some flowers and then I tend to always like pick a bunch and put them in my mum's vase on her table and that just makes, because she'll never, she's really funny, like she'll never pick anything from the cutting patch, even though like they've helped grow it and it's on their land and they do everything. But she'll be like, oh, if something's like blown over, she's like, oh, it was broken. Like, and I I was like, mum, you can, go and help yourself like we've all patch there like please go and help yourself but she never will so that like being able to just go and cut your own flowers and put them on a table and her love them as much as I do you just think oh there's you know people couldn't pay me to have that feeling like it's just yeah if you genuinely love what you do and I think it I well I hope it comes across in you know how I am with my clients and you know how you share things but you know that isn't to say that it's all plain sailing because it isn't and running a business is hard um if it was easy everyone would do it wouldn't they everyone would be self-employed and would not do that but yeah on a, when you wake up and think that you're lucky for what you do then yeah you're in the right you're in the right path if you're doing that aren't you so.
0: thank you so much for chatting with us Sarah it honestly was such a pleasure we are so happy to finally have spoken with you um and I can't wait to come and visit your wonderful workshop and and see your cutting garden again one day soon um two things uh we have started a new hashtag um so do hashtag girl flower loves and vic is collating um a, a lovely instagram page of all of the best and most beautiful work you guys um tag us in uh, just so it's a it's just a lovely account to to scroll through um, yes. Yeah, so please, if you've produced something wonderful and you want us to feature it, please um, tag us in hashtag girl Loves, and you can follow the page as well, which is just #girlflowerloves. Um, the second thing is we are holding our first girl flower meetup. We will be holding this on the 4th of April um, at Vic's beautiful workshop right next to my cutting garden um, on the farm in buckinghamshire the tickets for this are not quite live on the website as i record this but have a little look i will announce when they do go when they do go live I'll put a post out on Instagram but um, yes please we we it's limited places it's just going to be um, tea and cake and chats and we will put a big array of um, British grown flowers out and we can all just have a bit of a photograph and a play with flowers and just for our own our own enjoyment so um, yeah we're really looking forward to actually welcoming people in and, and having a chat in person so yeah please do keep an eye out for that.